We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? Since one o'clock this afternoon, I've been ready for rapid fire, baby. All right, let's go. Here we go then. So, I promise we're going to talk some receiver talk. I've seen, I saw a question pop up about Deion Colsey. There's some other wide receiver kind of chatter going on. We're going to get into the bulk of the wide receivers in this. Marcus Freeman was asked about a lot of them today, including the health status of Jaden Thomas and Jaden Greathouse. What is going on with those guys coming out of the bye week? I think they'll be, they're going to be as close to 100% this week than they've been all year. And, uh, you know, JT was, was, was probably a step below where he was two weeks ago. So Louisville, he was probably at a higher level in terms of how he felt than he was versus USC, um, which dictated a little bit of what we did with him. And, and Great House has continuously gotten better and better uh, with his hamstring. So I think both of those guys will be as close to full go as you'll see all year. And, and that's a week-to-week basis, right? And we, try, we have to do things to try to prevent, obviously, soft tissue injuries from happening. And um, we'll, we'll continuously try to do that. But, you know, you, you never know when you're in football. So Jaden Thomas, Jaden Greathouse should be as close to healthy as they have been in a long time how badly do the irish need at least one of those guys to get going right now i mean they need the depth obviously i mean the depth has been a problem for the last what three games total Mm -hmm. um and so they need the depth period uh you know they they need to get i I think i mean look Jaden greathouse was clearly one of sam hartman's favorite uh, targets so getting him back obviously is huge but i think also you know getting back jt might even be bigger because they just have completely ignored the outside receivers the last couple of games. And, you know, whether that's by design, whether that's by Sam Hartman just not having any confidence in who's been playing on the outside, whatever the case may be, having him back I think will be big because Sam Hartman will throw the ball to Jaden Thomas, I feel like. I think he's he was – I think we can all agree he was probably the best receiver in fall camp going into the season. Mm-hmm. And so it probably has the most confidence in him. And so getting him back, I think is huge because then that will be throwing to the outside receivers a little bit more, you know, 
Jaden Greathouse was playing outside receiver in the last game, and he was not getting the ball, even though he was open. And so they just, you know, again, whether by design or whether by Hartman, well, you got to hit those guys. I think I think part of that, because you heard Marcus Freeman talking about where they were still from a health standpoint, even though they were playing, like Jaden Greathouse didn't practice very much that right. week leading up to USC or even sure. Louisville after that hamstring injury. So I, I think that maybe there's, you know, that, that connection with Sam Hartman maybe was lacking a little bit just because he didn't, sure. he wasn't he, used to having him, to throw used to him to, being on the outside and, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I get and in that. practice that week. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, yeah. when you look at the production of both of these guys, great ass had 12 catches for 166 yards in the first five games. And then he misses the Duke game. And then he's been back against Louisville and USC. Hasn't had a catch in either and, one of yeah, them. Yeah, limited you know? capacity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, when you're looking at the and like same with Jaden Thomas, you know, like the first, I think it was four games he had at least four catches and at least 62 yards. Or if I think it was four of the first five, it was like boom, boom. You know, like this guy was always mm -hmm. out there producing. But again, just three catches for 40 yards over the last four games. Now it's basically just because both of them have been hurt. And when you look sure. at the overall consistency of the offense, they need someone on the outside to be a presence and they know what yes. they're going to get from Tyree and Faison, you know, the two slot guys. And like you said, you know, like maybe you mix great house in the slot. I don't know. That's going to take away from, you know, those, those other two guys who have given you so much production and speed, you know, not that Faison has been, you know, but you know, sure. what I'm no, right. again, but they, they just, they need someone on the outside to be a presence. Otherwise it just compresses that much more of the field. If, if you're not able to operate on all levels and stretch the perimeter as well. Right. And, and great house, I think is going to hop between, you know, inside outside. I think, I think he's your most versatile, you know, receiver that you currently have as far as positional flexibility. Um, and so, you know, get in the football, like scheme your way to get him the football scheme, your way to get Chris Tyree, the football, you know, you, you've got to be able to get the football to these guys and you've got to be able to spread it around. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging, 
and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Dion Colsey hasn't played since Central Michigan. He had that knee scope. And here's Marcus Freeman on Dion Colsey today. Dion, he, he will probably start some individual this week. You know, he's probably a little bit behind of where we thought he would be with the, the scope on his, uh, his knee. But um, I still see him coming back here in the next couple of weeks and being able to be available. So short and sweet on Dion Colsey, start some individual drills this week. So you can pretty much rule out this week's game against Pittsburgh. I would I would put Clemson probably at 50-50 at best. Maybe, based on maybe that, after the you? next bye week, I would say, is is when you're going to look at Dion Colsey maybe being right. You know, somebody that can help him out. Um, I, I think that's probably more legit than anything else because then you're looking at you know, obviously you've got this week with Pitt, you've got the following week with Clemson, and then you've got the bye, right? And so you'd be looking at November 18th home game against Wake Forest. Maybe a good kind of circle date, I think, because then you've got two weeks in a row of him playing, and then you've got all of the weight between the bowl game. So um, based on that response, I would say that that's probably what I would be looking at. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And then the final guy to talk about Tobias Merriweather. Oh, boy. As far as Tobias, you know, we talked about this today in our meeting. We're going to try and find ways to, to get him the ball and, and take some shots down the field with Tobias with his body, his length, his speed. We've got to try to continuously find ways to, to truly take shots and not look for just the, the wide open perfect play. And, and that's what at times we can end up doing. we got to take shots and believe that he'll make a play on 50-50 ball, and we have full faith that he will. All right, they've got full faith that he will, Vince. What's your confidence that he can actually become a major factor here down the stretch? Like a three, four? Yeah. I mean, I, I still think he's got all the talent in the world, and I, I just don't think it's going to be this year. I mean, I and nobody's going to want to hear us say in the offseason that Tobias Merriweather is getting ready to take that next step and all of that, but you know, the reality of the situation is he's a true sophomore, and he's a redshirt freshman. And so, you know, he didn't pop this year like we all thought that he would. And some of that's a confidence issue, whatever. I still think he can have a very successful Notre Dame career. It's just not going to be this year. And so my confidence level this year is not very high. My confidence level in him having a really good Notre Dame career is still up in like the seven-ish range, seven, yeah. seven and a half. Like he's so young and people like they're already over him. They're already over him, right? But he's got so many gifts as far as his athletic ability and all of that. I mean, if he just knows to the grindstone in the offseason, really gets after it, you know, that kind of thing. I still think he could be really, really good at Notre Dame. So I just – I'm not banking on it being this year, though, at this point. I know, because the problem is, listening to Marcus Freeman, they're talking about we need to throw him 50-50 balls. We, you got a 50-50 ball against Duke, and look look what happened there. Sure. Very catchable – ball not saying it was easy but i mean he was looking back at the ball he saw it coming at him and it, you know and it bounced off him and it, right just too many 
too many instances of simple things like that. And at some point, you know, okay, you heard Freeman say, well, we can't just throw him when he's wide open. Well, I think the quarterback has to trust that that's the guy who's going to go get the ball if he throws him a 50-50 ball. And if you're going to do that, you know, again, the quarterback has to have confidence that he's going to catch it. And unfortunately, yeah. Tobias hasn't shown that he's the guy who's going to get that. I think he needs to get in the weight room more this offseason. And I'm not yeah, saying that agreed. he hasn't, but, you know, get in the weight room and just make sure that that mentally he's focused the way that he needs to be. And, you know, just just go to work on attacking the football this yeah. offseason. That's yep. that's, I think, what it comes down to have have basically an attack mentality because you're absolutely right. The skill, the talent, everything is there. Oh yeah. It's just that he needs to put it together. And, but you know, where you are right now, there's a track record of, of what you have put on film and what the quarterback sees from you day in and day out in practice. He's got to have confidence that you're going to be the guy who's going to get it. You know, Aaron Rodgers, I think we've talked about this before. He would test his receivers with these kind of things early on in training camp. And if they, if they showed that they couldn't be, you know, counted on to make those plays, he wasn't going to come back to you very often. Well, here's the other thing that I think could work out very well for in Tobias's favor. Sam Hartman's going to be gone after this year. And, and, and Sam Hartman may not have any faith in Tobias Merriweather. Okay. I get it. He hasn't really given him a reason to have the faith, right? But he's going to be gone. Regardless, there's going to be a new quarterback behind center for Notre Dame next year. Yeah. And a new guy new for Tobias to yeah. get chemistry with. Right. And yep. so even if he's lost that with Sam Hartman, which is definitely a possibility, he's got an opportunity with whoever's next. Yep. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. There was a question or uh, Octavia. Ooh. Do you guys know the details on why Caleb Smith retired? Because I think he would have been very helpful in our receiver room this season and surely made an impact for the struggling offense. I think he retired because the writing was on the wall. He like saw these young guys getting all the reps in front of him in yeah. the spring when he showed up and he's like, this isn't going to be what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, he took the injury, you know, retirement kind of route. Um, but it was very clear that he was pretty far down on the depth chart and wasn't going to get the playing time that he anticipated when he transferred to Notre Dame. And, you know, yes, with the injuries and things like that, would he have been a guy that they probably would have been able to go to and lean on if he would have stuck around? Yeah, probably, but I don't think he would have been very happy. And if you're not happy, is that a guy that you really want to be able to lean on? You know what I mean? And so if he could have embraced his role, whatever role that would have been, then, you know, maybe you're not putting Jordan Faison on scholarship. Maybe you're going to, you know, Caleb and, and all of that. But, yeah, it, it was a depth chart issue from what we know. David wants to know how much of Merriweather's productivity is on Chancey Stuckey, his position coach. <sighs> I mean, some of it. I mean, you can't not blame the, the coach, right? I mean, it, he has to be responsible because we would give him a lot of credit if he was producing. So it, it's a two-way street. Uh, but it's not just Chancey Stuckey. I think there's a confidence issue there uh, right now with him as well. And so yes. that's going to have to be worked out. It's going to have to be worked out. And, and Chancey Stuckey is going to be a big part of whether it does or it doesn't get worked out. Yeah. And again, you know, like you look at the drop balls, there have been more than one. And those aren't on the position coach. That's on right. the, like that's true. Ball hits you in the hand. You got to get now. He's not the only guy who's had drop balls. I'm not. So I'm not, you know, trying to. Right. Get, but 
He's the guy who's got more than anyone else on the mm-hmm. team at this point. And again, like, I think it speaks a lot when you go into that game against Duke, when you've got three scholarship receivers playing in that game and the guy who is arguably the most athletically gifted right. of any receiver on your roster comes out of that with no catch, you know, with more drop balls than he does catches in that game. He had zero catches in that game against Duke. Yeah, right. It's just <laughs> just what it is. Yeah, those are all facts. Yep. Octavio, scale of 1 to 10. How worried are we in Notre Dame finishing off the season healthy with no Coach Bayless? I mean, most of the work for staying healthy, I mean, a lot of it is done during the preseason and in the offseason and things of that nature. Now, there's recovery and, and you know, a lot of that that goes on, obviously, during the regular season. But that plan had already been put in place, and they are just carrying out the plan that was already there. So on a scale of 1 to 10, as far as Bayless specifically being involved, I'm like a 9, an 8, or a 9. I just don't think – like you're going to see the non-Bayless effect, like him not being there more in the offseason and then moving into next year. I don't think you're going to see it as much this yeah. year. Because, I mean, for right now, they're they're basically – They're healthy. Well, they're, they're healthy with the exception of the hamstrings. Right. But – you know, and that is that is a little bit and of a that, concern. The fact that yeah, you I had agree. so many receivers in the middle of the season all of a sudden getting hamstring injuries, but you're also the guy who's running things is essentially running Bayless's right you know, his blueprint right because they didn't have time to like completely yeah. revamp. It's not like program. he put together his whole right. strength and conditioning program. Right. They're they're doing things that Bayless was doing. Correct. So, so yeah, I, and. They haven't had any like season ending type injuries, you know, that I can yeah. remember that off the top of my head, right? So Colsey and Gobira, right? Like those are the two most serious yeah. things so far. And the Colsey thing, I think, was an issue prior, wasn't it? Wasn't it an issue prior to the season? And he was kind of trying to play through it, and they're just like, nope, we're not gonna do it. I don't remember exactly the timeline. Yeah, that's I'm not remembering that. Okay. That's I mean, fair. he was he was injured last year, but I think Okay. I think this year it kind of came out of the blue to some extent, but gotcha. I'm not sure. Hold my shillelagh asks, who's the pick to replace Miami on the schedule next year? I think it's Louisville from what I understand. I think the ACC has put Louisville on Notre Dame's schedule. Well, they still only have 11 games though. And Do Louisville, they? Louisville's one of them. So okay. I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to add somebody at some point. It's not going to be, a marquee game than anybody wants. I'm just telling you that right now. I just don't see that being the case um, because you're looking at a middle, um, either here's the buys right now with an 11 game schedule. The first weekend of October is open right now. Um, and right now that's a great place for a buy because that's four games into the season. No, five, excuse me, five games into the season. The next buy after that is the first weekend of November, um, which might be a spot where you hit somebody. But again, it's only two games, I guess. Uh, three games, I'm sorry. And well, then the next buy after that's the one right before they go to USC. So those are your three spots. I've said this before. It shouldn't be up to Notre Dame to have to figure this out. The ACC, <laughs> that's fair. The ACC some combination of Miami and the ACC needs to pay out Whoever was who, whoever's too many on their schedule on Miami's schedule, yeah, and make Miami play this game, yeah. Like they should, they should have to, they should have to eat some money 
on this thing because it's a non-conference game. Now, granted, Notre Dame is technically a non-conference game, but Notre Dame is well, still part of the, yeah. of the ACC agreement. So, They're supposed to play five ACC teams, and yeah. they've got four on the yeah. schedule right now. Miami should be made to figure this thing out and yeah. make the That's thing the point. It, it shouldn't be on Notre Dame to have to figure this out. And if Notre Dame, you know, and, and at the very least, you know, I thought I had heard that that Louisville was was taking their place, but I don't know. It's like I haven't, uh, to be honest, once the season got started, oh, it's I hear not you. something that I've spent that much time thinking about. It's it's more an off-season subject right. than anything. But right I, now – their their ACC games that they've got September 28th against Louisville. Um, they've got Georgia Tech on the 19th of October. They've got Florida State on November 9th, and they've got Virginia on November 16th. So they've got four ACC teams right now. So they they technically need num- one more in order to get to their five. So it's going to be an ACC team, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. Octavia followed up about Caleb Smith saying, I guess what I'm asking is he, was he really that bad? I mean, he did so much at Virginia tech and Tobias really hasn't done anything here for Notre Dame. Could he have really been, I mean, it's, it's on him. He left the program. Yeah. He could have stayed. He could have stayed and maybe had some opportunities at this point, but he was definitely like when we were out there in spring practice, you just like, he was so far under the radar. Yeah, I couldn't really give you a, a great evaluation, but again, we never saw him do anything because he yeah. was out. Remember, he was out and in that's, the spring. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you just you know. And again, he could have stuck around. Yeah, and but he didn't. He decided not to. So yeah, um, that that's kind of on him. Yeah, could he have contributed? Totally. Yes, he made he the decision contrib- to leave. They he he had a scholarship here to stay here and play. He had an opportunity. So right. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Sam Hartman shaving his beard is blank. Oh, way bigger news than it should be. Uh, <laughs> I, I I saw what was it? There it was on Sports Center. I want to say like was they were it really? talking. I I thought that's where I saw it. It was something about uh, you had no. It was on game day. It was the you had one job segment. Um, and apparently he had one job and he shaved it into a mustache, and now it's completely gone. He's just clean shaven. Uh, I think that uh, people are making way too big of a deal out of a guy who just decided to shave one day. Yeah. Carmel says useless. Why even discuss this? Come on, man. It's I like- mean, come on, because it's rapid fire, baby. <laughs> and nothing's off limits. That's, That's why. He he definitely looks baby face. I was wondering, I haven't, like, I don't follow him on social media, but like, did his his NIL deal, you know, with the shaving place, did it have oh. anything to do? I, I found it interesting that, he initially just shaved the beard and he kept the mustache yeah. at least for a couple of days. And then he was at an autograph signing yesterday at uh, the bookstore and someone tweeted a picture of, of himself with him and it was all gone. It was baby face. Sam. Maybe he thinks it's like a fresh start for him. Get a kickstart this final third of the season. I don't know. Hey, maybe just going to shave off all the bad juju. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's right. Anthony does bring up a good point that I totally forgot about. Stanford is part of the ACC next year. Is that so official? I, yeah, they're they're is part it? of the ACC next year. Okay, because I I mean I know I remember Jack wanted it and all these things. I just didn't know if they actually made it official. Oh yeah, they've been approved. Stanford okay. and Cal are part of the ACC oh, okay. as of next well, year. There's and they just, got their five, so Notre Dame can go get whoever they want as long as they fit in the schedule. 
True. Very I mean, true. And supposedly, remember, like we talked about this, that supposedly Stanford is going to be, even though they're part of the ACC arrangement, they're going to stay on Notre Dame's schedule, I guess, every year. So you get a permanent, I mean, that really, it's like, that's going to require some doctoring of the future schedules because, you know, there was already like schedules for the next 13 years or something like that. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Notre Dame. So like, is that going to change or is Notre Dame just going to get six ACC opponents every year as a result? Man, you know, it, it, it'd be a fun, um, and I realize this is not my job, but, uh, you know, you print out Notre Dame's schedule, you figure out where their three buys are right now, and then you just go through everybody else's future schedule, see who's open. Yeah, I was going to say, you know who needs some opponents probably next year? Oregon State and Washington State. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's a really good point. But imagine they'll have a lot of open dates next year. That's a really good point because most teams are going to have all 12 games saddled up and you know, you're going to be asking them to get rid of one. Like there's just not going to be many teams with an open date. Right. Right. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Brian Kelly down at LSU got his 300th career win Saturday. And afterwards, this is what he told his team. I'll tell you that I haven't had more fun coaching uh, than I've had being here with you guys. It's because you care to get better every day. And all I care about is player development and developing players. And if you care about that, that's what I do this for. I don't do it for the wins. Okay? I don't. That's not why I'm in this. I do this because I want to see you guys get better every day. I've watched the defense get better every day. I've watched players grow and get better every single day in every facet across the board. I've watched the quarterback get better and better from last year to this year to one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I've watched every player over the last year develop and get better. And it's been fun to watch, and that's why I do this. 
I don't do it for anyone. I do it. I do it to watch you guys grow, and that's why I've had more fun being here than I've ever had in my career. So thank you very much. It's the only reason he does it, Vince. He does it. He's the most selfless coach in America. Brian Kelly, the most selfless coach in America. What did you think of all that? First of all, it sounded like he was in a job interview at first. Like, that is not a speech that you give to your team. Like, because he's talking to the players. Yeah. At At the the end, end, they're like, uh. His team, like, okay, okay. great great coach. (laughs) Like, he didn't even, he didn't even say the quarterback's name. Mm -hmm. Like, that's your team. And when you're talking to your team, you talk about your kids by their first names. Okay. Like, you know, I love seeing what, you know, Jordan has done and I love seeing what Timmy has done and, you know, whatever. Like, it sounded like he was in a job interview. I'm in it for the kids and I'm not in it for myself, but where do I sign this $100 million contract? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. It just like that was just so typical Brian Kelly. And that is not how you accept the game ball or whatever it was that, uh, that they gave him for his 300th win. Like, it's it's just so typical. That is I'm not here for how you. I'm here for you guys. I'm here oh, for you. God, I mean, you want to talk about politician? Like that was a political <laughs> speech. The right most there. fun, the most fun he's ever had coaching anywhere. You know, because going God. to a couple college football playoffs and a yeah. BCS championship game, I guess, wasn't fun enough for him. I don't know, man. Oh, was, it is just bad. <laughs> Fuck. Father David watches this show to see us grow. <laughs> <laughs> That's well played. That is well I played. I, I just, oh my God, that was so, like there's so many different directions you could have gone with that little speech. And and I just, I just oh. love, you know, again, like the, the, you yeah. know, the players are just like, eh, all right. Yeah. Whatever. Cause they know that he's full of crap. Another load of BS. Yeah. Right. Thanks, they know he's there. That's not what he's there for. He's not yep. there to do the good players get better. Yep. <laughs> so Dabo Sweeney made these comments last week. If you don't go undefeated, people say you're losers, that you're terrible. It's such a terrible mindset. Honestly, maybe we need to lose a few games and lighten up the bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon can get a little too full. That's the one good thing about going through the a little so-called adversity. You really find out who's with you. And who's not? Um, that was last week, and of course, and he lost, lost to Miami this weekend. Seems like maybe he, uh, you know, he really went all in, really took his strategy to heart. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I, I mean, I see what he's saying. I get where he's coming from, obviously, because he set the bar really high at Clemson, right? He he has set the bar extremely high by winning national championships and and doing all the things that he's done down at Clemson and. And now he's at a place where if they lose a few games, it is the end of the world if you're a Clemson fan. And you do suck in their eyes because they're they're used to the bar being way up here, not here, right? And so I I almost want to say, like, you know, welcome to the mountaintop, dude. Like, what do you think we deal with at Notre Dame all all the time? I have people texting me in the middle of the USC game as they're dominating USC. They're like, who cares? Season's over. Doesn't matter what they do now. Like, Okay, I guess like, yes, you're right. College football playoff is out the window, but can we at least appreciate what's happening right now? I mean, and again, I'm not saying you lower the bar. I'm not saying that at all, 
but I, I can at least appreciate where he's coming from. I get yeah, but, where he's coming from. I mean, you just can't spit at the fans who are supporting your right. program. Absolutely. When that, that too. You've raised the bar on this thing. You yep. have raised the bar. And congratulations for raising the bar on the thing. Sure. But you you can't get mad when people are going to hold you right. to that and expect that standard when you've when when that's what you've done. And you know, let's let's be honest. If you want to spin this whole thing back around, it's it's all on Dabo because like Dabo is somewhere in between, you know, like our age range. He is not Nick Saban's age. You know, he is not Bill Belichick's age. I'm trying to think, you know, he's not even Brian Kelly's age. He's younger than all of those guys, but like he is stuck in an era of college football that was, you know, not that long ago when he started this whole thing out pre-transfer portal, pre-NIL and like he doesn't want to embrace any of this. So the reason he's in the situation that he is in right now is because he is not adapting to the college football oh, world yeah. around him. And then he's, you know, he's throwing jabs back at his own fan base <laughs> as a result. So all you're doing is doubling down and the fans are just going to double down on whatever acrimony they feel about you. And when, when you're, when you're spitting it back, I mean, it's really, it's like, it's a lot of Brian Kelly type stuff. Coming oh out my of his gosh. Mouth right now to be and like could you imagine yeah, that's a good point that's a good point could you imagine like if brian kelly had said something like oh that? we'd be hammering him yeah or yeah no yeah know, name your name your coach yeah they would all be getting hammered for this especially a guy like brian kelly i i, I will say it's like this is kind of a um uh how do i want to say this like um don't look a gift horse in the mouth sort of thing. Like yeah. you, 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 this is you, this is on you. Like you set the bar where it is with all the success that you've had. Now don't complain about the pressure. You know what I right. mean? Like you turn the pressure up. You don't get to complain about it now. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but like, come on, man. Like if, if this was the Clemson that you took over, then yeah, you can be mad that people get mad at you for one loss or, or two losses or whatever. Yeah. But like, this isn't the Clemson that you took over. That's right. You, you had two generational quarterbacks that took you to the mountaintop and you're kind of not fulfilling what you did. <laughs> like, look yourself in the mirror, man. Exactly. Now we get to have fun with another coach. Fill in the blank. It's blank yes. that Lincoln Riley and USC did not make any players available to the media after their loss to Utah Saturday night. Are you serious? Really? Okay, totally. that's it's it's childish. Is what it is. It's weak. It is cowardice. It you are being paid to answer questions about your performance. Period. That that is what you get paid to do. And I would don't. There, so there was just no players. Like he did. He go to the. He did, did he the press one? conference. Okay. No okay. players. No okay. players. Caleb Williams See? and all of his you know Wendy's commercials and uh-huh. nil. Uh huh. Had a bad game for a second game in a row, and now he can't talk to the media. Face afterwards. the music, man. Like, we all got to know what it feels like to be in those size 12s. Like, you need to come let us know because you said it was tough, and I think we deserve an explanation. And You're getting paid millions of dollars to be the quarterback at USC, and so I'm sorry. Answering questions comes with the territory. I would almost, almost be okay if they weren't getting paid almost i'd still would want them out there yeah but now that they're getting paid too no well, that's the thing job. like it's your job you know there's all this talk about is lincoln riley going to take an nfl job and he's 
he's just such a an interesting case because you know maybe it was easier to control all this stuff in Norman, Oklahoma than it is oh, in I'm Los sure Angeles. You know, but yeah, he you know it was earlier this season they banned a reporter from you know from covering the team for a couple of weeks because the reporter it was like it was at like post-practice media thing and the reporter was standing close to a couple of usc players and heard them talking about you know like the one player was kind of nervous i think about what he was going to say and stuff like that and so the other guy is kind of reassuring him and coaching him up and so this reporter reported that because he's standing there close to the players but because the media session hadn't officially started they banned you know they took this guy's credential for a couple of weeks wouldn't let him Come cover on. practice or games it was funny because I think it was like Arizona State where there was a road game. They went ahead and credentialed the guy anyway. <laughs> but, but you know, Lincoln, you know, so this is where Lincoln Riley is. It's like, let's, you know, we're going to ban reporters because I want to control the message. And now we have a couple bad games in a row and no players are going to go out That's and ridiculous. talk to the media. It's And it's like, it's one thing if you're just going to totally take all the bullets for your team and all that kind of stuff. But these are all big boys. Like you said, there's so many of these guys getting paid now. You got to make somebody available. Yeah, it's ridiculous yep. that he did this. Yep, you can't have it. You you can't have it one way. It's not a one way yep. street. You got it. Yep, it's a two way street, man. Like you have to explain why you didn't do well. Yep, and you go you to know? the NFL. Like those players are all required. They to have speak to. to the media. Yeah, or they, they get fined. They, that's exactly right. They get fined if they don't speak with the media. Yeah, and I just. I don't know, I'm trying to think, you know, like Notre Dame has lost some games, but they still made players available. Yeah, I don't remember ever there being a time when now now it may have just been the quarterback, you right. know, or the list is typically a little lines. bit smaller yeah. after a loss, but they're still making people available. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Notre Dame had two really bad losses this year and or one very disappointing loss because of the way it went down, and then one bad loss, right? Yeah. And they were all out there, you know, facing the music. Because that's what adults do. Yep, it's that's part of the whole uh, learning process. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, accountability. It's supposed yes. to be part of it. Thank you. Accountability. Yes. Who knew? Who knew? All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight, Vince. Enjoyed it as always. I'll let you uh, have a break after your five, roughly five and a half hours <sighs> of. IB programming today. It's awesome. It's awesome. I my wife's making some homemade chicken and rice, so I'm super excited about dinner. So I'm ready, man. I'm fired up. Been That's a great right. day. I think I got it back to the real life. Stymie's just getting here. Did hit the like button. Well, thank, thank you, Stymie. You're gonna have to start uh, start the show from the beginning and and uh, jump in and and watch it until the end. We will be here, of course, tomorrow. Mentioned earlier, if you didn't see it. Did the interview with Notre Dame women's basketball coach Neil Ivey on Friday. So that is up on uh, nice. both the YouTube and the podcast platforms for anyone who we'll wants to get a little bit of that before the season starts. Exhibition game one week from tonight. Wow. And then two weeks from today, the opener in Paris, France against South Carolina. That's a, big, that's a big time game, too. Yeah. And, uh, I know. That'll big be a big time opponent. That'll be a lot of fun. What what I know this is way in the future, but like what time is that game at? Is it a night game in the States? I believe it is like one in the afternoon in the States, okay. seven okay. o'clock at night in Paris. Gotcha. Okay. Remember right? Yeah. Obviously weekend, I, I take it. Uh, it's on a, Monday, on a Monday. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be in God, come on! The Monday after the Clemson game.
Okay. So two days after the Clemson football game, Notre Dame, South Carolina, yeah, women's basketball it. opens what the up. Heck? Heck? Record it. Have to record it. Well, you just you do the show a little bit quicker and you get in. You watch the basketball game. Gonna have to. All right, hit that like button before you leave, and of course, subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast platforms. And we will talk to you tomorrow on Aviation Sports Talk. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.